Hey, good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening for people tuning in different parts of the world. Welcome to Coffee with Mirko, episode number three. Starting a little bit late, we just had a little bit of technical difficulties, but by all means, we're going to start with a brew. Uh, same coffee as yesterday. Hey, Arkiv, uh, drinking Picasso Baby from Paradox. Hey, Alan Vogue, what's up? What's up, guys? Be ready because today's guests, well, I'm excited. So, today we are joined by Liam Butler. I mean, what the paper of my Aeropress. There we go. Liam Butler um, is an awesome dude. I'm looking forward to meeting him, um, you know, and uh, try to get a lot of information for you guys. And uh, well, if you don't know much about him, uh, basically Lem won the USA Barista Championship in 2016, and currently is the is you know is one of the owners and founders of uh, Black and White Coffee Roasters. And uh, I just want to make sure that I'll see where he's at, what he's been up to, um, some coffee advice, but also just want to have a chat, see what, what it takes to win, what it takes to be uh, a young barista, a young entrepreneur, a young businessman, and what it takes to do the whole, the whole lot. So hopefully he'll join us soon. So let's brew, shall we? And voila brew. Hey guys, R with love, manliness, Ninote, what's happening? What's good? I hope all of you guys are safe and sound. With this Corona, and here we go, some coffee. So, Lamb should send us a video request soon, and uh, we can just get started. Now, as far as format, um, we'll talk for the first, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, based on how long we go. Hey, Ruben, Fasad, Sophia. Hey, guys. Um, and then, yeah, it's open mic. So Q&A, ask some questions. Uh, he's a very interesting, interesting guy. And uh, I've actually um, found myself re-watching his um, WBC routine. And uh, I got to say, uh, it was so calming, uh, even though it was... Um, it was just, yeah, extremely calming. Hey, first shot. Uh, this is just an AeroPress. Um, this is just a scale, obviously, but yeah, this is an AeroPress. If you're not familiar, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a immersion uh, kind of coffee. And um, yeah, Lem just messaged me. So let's see if we can click your message back. Um, just join. When we sit down, here we go. And uh, yeah, so if you haven't had a chance, uh, it would be great to rewatch his uh, routine for the WBC. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, but let's say hi to a few people. Adele, Goddess, Mackie, Subhan, Profaro, Saji, Beto Barista, and uh, Sarani. What's happening? 
And yeah, if you're just tuning in, uh, Len Butler will be joining us briefly. And yeah, you guys are gonna love this. You're in for a treat. I'm really excited, really pumped. And we'll, we'll have some fun coffee with Mirko in these cases with um, Lamb. I wonder if he's also having a coffee, but it's a bit late where he's living over there. Um, yeah, Ver2081.7. Lucas, how are you guys? Stick around because we're coming. First things first, coffee. So, what have you been drinking, guys? Just uh, let us know in the comments what sort of coffee you guys been drinking. Always happy to hear new new beans, new coffee. Okay. I always forget this cup is not that big, but that's all right. Okay. Here we are. I always feel it's so much coffee for one cup in there. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same, uh, um, Jay Brooks. Um, and Lamb Butler just joined. We're gonna wave. Hey, Lamb, just, um, you can actually hit and request. Here it is. I'm waiting. Connection's always been tricky. With this corona. <laughs> what's up what's up man good to meet you what's going on uh, i just finished uh cooking dinner for the family oh nice well you, you're gonna eat dinner with them or, or are you bailing uh i'm good um I'm just gonna sit out here let this fire die down cool cool man yeah good it's crazy uh, crazy times, but uh, we, we're all blessed and lucky. Lots of us can uh, enjoy our, our roof, some food. Uh, not not everyone is lucky, but, you know, we were able to to go live and talk to you. So you and I are good, I'm assuming. You good? Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, just been at the house, hanging with the, the family and everything. You know? Nice. It's been good. Uh, trying not to stress too much. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you can only stress some things we got control, and definitely we got little control on this one. <laughs> exactly. Um, for who is joining in, I did a little intro uh, about you, and uh, I found myself the other day rewatching your uh, WBC routine, and uh, oh, wow. it was just it was just so soothing, man. Like it was soothing, like. Almost like a meditation level. Like I was like, damn, like he's he's chill. Um, <laughs> it was just beautiful in terms of mindset because um, a lot of people will be, you know, I guess nervous and freaking out. But obviously, you trained hard for that. And uh, I know it was a little while ago, but um, yeah, I guess we can start it off by just you can tell us a bit more how you started this coffee journey of yours and. Uh, why coffee? I know music is a big element of yours, but happy always to get back onto the music uh, topic later on, maybe. Um, yeah, coffee. Wow. Well, <laughs> coffee was one of those things that I think with most people, it just um, just happened. I, it was it was a time when you know I was 
I was into music, but I was taking a hiatus from um, uh, producing and, and traveling with the band that I started years ago. And I needed something in the interim, and, and um, I saw an ad for a barista. Um, so I, I, I just jumped on board. I was hired the day I, I walked in the door. Um, you know, all through college, I didn't drink coffee. I never even knew this, this coffee shop existed, and it was on campus. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, it was it was actually fun. But what really kept me in coffee was um, seeing – the, the uh, competitions uh, for the first time and um, just seeing like the bigger picture than just being in the cafe uh, swinging drinks, you know, all the time. And uh, I just wanted to keep doing the competition over and over again. Um, and the more I did it, the better I became as, as a barista and um, moved up in the ranks at the cafe from barista to GM and, and then, it was a time in like 2007 when <laughs> I wanted to continue. I kind of hit this wall of like, all right, yeah, I'm in the industry, but what do I do next? I can't stay at the cafe forever. And it, I mean, it was right underneath my nose, the, the roastery where we bought coffee from, was kind of coffee. And uh, they were hiring at the time. And I started off in production. And the whole time I was in production for two years, I competed and I, I won a few regionals and went to nationals, but nationals was just out of grasp making finals, never really made finals until uh, my eighth uh, season competing. And that was when it was in um, Atlanta. And I was, I, I mean, I'd, I'd done so much for, for counterculture. At that point I was wholesale customer support representative and kind of a hybrid tech and, kind of hybrid sales and consulting, kind of like a lot of hats at that point. <laughs> so it was really difficult to find the time to practice and really put 110% in. So it was, it was more of like, okay, uh, I'm going to practice at 6 p.m. until 8, go home, eat dinner, and then come back and practice till like 1 or 2 in the morning. And that was my <laughs> for like seven days straight for a couple months. Uh, it, it was it was tough, but I had to do it. Oh, the cool thing was Counterculture had moved from one of its original locations to a bigger facility, and they left uh, the Black Eagle and a K30 in the training, the, the original training center, so I can just go and practice, which was awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I just hang out until really late, so... You know, after winning U.S., I was the first uh, Southeast barista, first black barista to win U.S. And, you know, I, I felt a lot of pressure to, to Dublin for Worlds because I had volunteered at Worlds in 2011 in Bogota. And I saw like, how like baristas were uh, competitors were like, had this camaraderie they were all from or they were all national champions i wanted to be a part of that and, and now it was and there was a lot of my shoulders of what really uh delivering in, in dublin and when i got there and saw that arena it was like i don't know some battle royale like arena stuff. it was so <laughs> and there were 65 countries 
and everyone's getting their name called and I'm I'm getting like super nervous. I'm just sitting there getting nervous. My my palms are getting sweaty, I'm shaking. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh my gosh. And <laughs> <laughs> so that, that one, I was super nervous. But I mean, long story short, man, that that's kind of my career. Uh barista, uh, competitor, uh production uh customer support rep at Counterculture. And now um, Kyle Ramage and I started Black and White Coffee Roasters um, in, in North Carolina. Nice. Um, look, that's super inspiring. I think um, it's crazy how we all stumble onto coffee at some stage of our lives. Um, right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, I moved to Australia maybe yeah, nine years ago. And I'm from Italy originally, and I hated coffee. Hated it with the guts. I just couldn't couldn't do it back home. Too bitter. Uh, never appealed to me. Uh, now it's well crazy to think about it. But then, yeah, you know, as an immigrant, what you do, hospital, and you start from the lowest of the chain, of you know, of the of the what's called of the pyramid. And um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how, yeah. You know, you meet musicians and artists and all sorts of amazing people who need a job and then they find themselves, um, well, in your case, pretty much on top of the world as far as baristas go. And yet, I, I, it's funny that you say you look nervous because uh, the routine that I've seen, I mean, the video I've seen on YouTube, man, you looked calm. Like, I don't know what you drank or did before the session, but I was like, wow, like, that's a fun that whole competition, I was wrecked. I, mean, I was just super nervous. Uh, I'd never been that nervous in my life. Um, and there's the stage uh, manager. Uh, right, he's going to kill me for forgetting his name. David, I think he's from Ireland. That dude's amazing. He uh, brought me some water. He, came, he saw that I was nervous, brought me some water. Uh, started cracking jokes. And then I fell back in my element and just kind of forgot about, you know, being like super nervous and stressed out. Because there, there was a lot on the line. There was like only twelve moved on from sixty-five countries. It was pretty tough. Yeah. No, you you you, you smashed it, and uh, I, I mean, it was painful to watch it because I obviously wanted to drink while you were preparing for the judges, but um, <laughs> it sounded pretty delicious. <laughs> um, I guess. Um, What's, um, uh, you know, we get a lot of people watching us and eventually my, my end goal with this is also to give back to all sorts of people. It doesn't have to be just coffee, but what was your secret? What, what, what kept pushing you? What pushed you to, towards the, you know, USA win as well as the, you know, top four in the world? Like, it requires a certain type of mindsets, you know, if you don't mind sharing uh, or, you know, tapping into this. Yeah. I, I, well, it, it, a lot of it came from just uh, perseverance because I I saw the competition as you being a representative of your, your industry, uh, especially when you, when you go to the, to the international stage. And so I, I used com competitions on the regional level and on the national level to really understand uh, the criticism that I was getting on the score sheets. And using that information, this valuable information from judges 
to improve each year. Um, it wasn't as fast as I wanted it to, but nothing really is, right? Um, so I just stuck to it and persevered through um, wherever I placed. It, it didn't matter because it was all about that process. And it was that process of eight seasons that got me to the level where I wanted. Um, so I would say just it's going to be a lot of hard work, but if you don't give up, if you put all this work into um, whatever it is that you're, you're, you're doing, uh, you'll see the fruits of that labor eventually. Uh, you, just, you just can't give up. Uh, and that's what I did for, for so long. And um, I think probably halfway through my competition career, I, I realized it wasn't I was competing against anyone. It was more of I was competing against myself. And these judges are here to help you improve who you are as a barista, your skill level. Um, if you take that advice, if you ask the hard questions, and, and that's, it's tough because you put in like months and months of work for 15 minutes and then you get eliminated and then you have to stand before the folks that judged you. These are like some of the best palettes in the industry um, and they have this skill level. And if you use that skill level, if you just humble yourself, uh, which is very hard to do after <laughs> being crushed, you know, um, if you can just humble yourself and listen to the criticism, ask the right questions, uh, maybe even take like you know, 15 minutes to just chill before you look at your score sheets and kind of get into that, that humble mode and, and you know, what was it uh, Kendrick Lamar said? Be humble. <laughs> you know? Man, well, you threw some big gems. I mean, I, I, I highlight you're, you are competing with yourself, I think. We're so focused on, you know, uh, a, you know a, a salary raise or, or making money or we're so focused on winning uh, rather than focusing on ourselves. And, um, and I kind of... I don't mind the word hustle uh, per se. I think it, it's a good word, but this all grinding and hustle mode, I think you just nailed it. I think it should be humble mode. Yeah, We need to be humble um, in any industry. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you are, uh, you know, a savvy lawyer or you're, whoever you are, it's just being humble, just such, yeah, uh, yeah being grateful and being humble. Yeah. And uh, someone I think who knows you just commented humble beast. So obviously they know you as a humble beast and that's leg my Yego. Lego my Yego. Something. Oh yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, you just put on humble mode instead of hustle mode. Yeah. I think that that brings the fruit in the baskets even better, but even on a, inner level, I think we're able to connect with ourselves and other people and give a better experience. Um, and that translates even at the bar, at the cafe or a coffee shop, not sure what you call it in the States, but it's like, you know, you can be a cool, funky barista, but if you're not humble, even to receive criticism and you think that you made the best cappuccino, flat wire, or espresso, but the customer you served it to didn't like it, that's okay. But we're so caught up by, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, this is a good coffee. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> their experience yeah you feel me i'm sure you do I'm sure you do <laughs> um so that was great thanks for sharing that man and um in terms of like you know i i I watched an interview that you uh, that you had with uh, with another company uh, back in the day, uh, and uh, your biggest dream is actually um, your connection is a bit lowering, but hopefully you're still there. Yeah, you're here. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your biggest dream would be to teach and train uh, someone to win uh, the WBC eventually to be the first. Uh, African-American potentially or, or African person to, to win the full competition. That was the content of the interview. So correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, when was that? <laughs> A few years back. Hey, look, <laughs> I scratched through the archive. But is that, is, that, is that still one of your like top goals? Is that one of something that you want to achieve still pursue? Well, not, not for me anymore. Um, I, I have just way too much going on. To, to get back in the competition. It just takes so much to compete. Oh, no, you were saying to teach someone. Sorry, teach oh, yeah, someone. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that, that's, I felt like my whole career in, in competition, I had so many people uh, donating their time and, 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 and money to, to help me get to, um, you know, a, a winning season in 2016 that, you know, now that I'm, a business owner, not a cafes and a coffee roastery. I have uh, power to help others um, do the same or move in whatever direction they, they need to move in, in, in the industry. So, yeah, that's one of my goals. Uh, I would love to see um, an African nation in the finals in, in WBC for the first time. Uh, we did some work with uh, Winston out of uh, South Africa great barista he just won uh the south african national for the third time this year uh so nice. it'll be great to see him in melbourne um so it was great working with him uh, a couple of years ago that was that was really cool and following his journey so i, w I would love to see you know someone from an african nation uh, make it to uh and yeah and maybe some no, make it even cool. i made it in in finals and you know yeah, for sure, man. Um, no, I think I think it's great, and I think we go back to giving back to community. Like you said, people helped you, so you're now uh, giving back, and that's yeah, that's that's special, man, for sure. And um, yeah, you now own a business, so we we get a lot of people uh, following my other channels and pages where they always reach out and they ask me. How do you start a business? What do you do? Uh, well, most of them they ask, you know, how do you become rich? And I tell them <laughs> you don't. Um, <laughs> don't because <laughs> money money is not the goal here. Um, and um, yeah, so I suppose what uh, yeah, what what's the process uh, planning starting uh, your own business from scratch? Because I mean, I run a social media agency, but um, it's different. You got brick and mortar. You got a roaster. You got God knows how many staff. And uh, yeah, just tell us your story, your, your journey. What 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 happened there? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it came from just um, years of, of experience, just being behind the bar for four years, learning how to manage a cafe, manage people, uh, 
and then moving on to a coffee roastery, learning it from the bottom up, like how do you package, you know, uh, roasted coffee, and then moving on to being a uh, the blender and, and learning all about the different coffees and blending, and just asking questions with roasters, and then moving into uh, the consulting side, working with wholesale accounts. Um, so there was a lot that went into uh, forming black and white even before we had the idea of, of black and white. And at the same time of working for uh, an amazing company like Counterculture, uh, I traveled around the country at different trade shows and, and just being present and competing and being present uh, in front of people, networking with people. Uh, so when the time came, um, you had this opportunity and there was 10 12 years of preparation for this one opportunity that I didn't even know would fall into my lap. Um, you know, in 2016, after I won, I wanted to open a cafe. Uh, Kyle Ramage and I, he was my coach in Dublin. We had talked about opening a cafe. Um, and being in Dublin, we went to uh, 3FE. I mean, I had Dublin all mapped out. I had like five or six cafes I wanted to check out. And 3FE, of course, was the first and it's like, wow, this was an amazing experience. So went back the next day just to see if it was consistent. And it was. Went there every day. I didn't see any other cafes in Dublin except 3FE. Um, and so as we talked about it, it was like, yeah, this is the model that we really like. And we want to do something similar in, in um, North Carolina. And when I placed fourth in Worlds, Kyle decided he wanted to compete and wanted me to coach him. And between him winning in 2017 and Worlds in Seoul, we uh, had this amazing opportunity just fall in our laps. He had done some consulting for a former professor who owned a roastery and cafe in a small town north of where we live. And in 2017, he had grown this business to where he was a professor and he just wanted to teach and write books. So he approached Kyle and I. Um, after winning back-to-back -back U.S. championships and asked who wanted to purchase it. It was a little more than what Kyle and I talked about. We're just a cafe. Um, but we uh, managed to find the funds to purchase uh, Back Alley. And we, uh, yeah, it was great. We, we brought in a, a third partner, uh, and he's a financial backer for, for Black that's amazing and that's yeah wow that i mean shout out to colin uh i haven't been to 3fe yet but uh i think he would appreciate uh you saying that it was consistent because that's been his uh banging horse uh, on his book and uh every time that i met him in melbourne a couple of years ago um and yeah i mean yeah that's definitely on the list of places yeah, to yeah, visit. Tell you about this guy. So I had never met him in person. I knew who he was just through social media and everything. And um, I walk into 3FE, and on the wall, they have the names of every uh, WBC competitor on the wall. And it was so dope. And uh, <laughs> after going to the cafe and enjoying the food and the experience of coffee, um, after I played fourth, he sent me a text. He's like, hey, welcome to the fourth club, because he's got fourth a couple of times <laughs> in the WBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, um, 
Nah, lot, lot, yeah. He was, he was, it was good to meet him. Um, but yeah, I wonder, I wonder, yeah. I need to do a European coffee tour eventually one day. There's lots of things going on there, but the USA is a little bit big. Um, but speaking of which, uh, now is unfortunate times in terms of global pandemic. Um, I don't want to bore you too much about it because I'm sure you talk about uh, COVID-19 all day, every day, but uh, has that heavily impacted you? Is there anything, uh, what, what are you kind of doing to kind of offset a little bit? Is it more retail? Are you doing deliveries or takeaway or how is that working out for you? Yeah, it's been okay. Um, we have three cafes, uh, the one in our downtown area, uh, in downtown, we're at the capital of North Carolina. Uh, the whole downtown area is shut down. Everyone's working from home, so there's no foot traffic uh, at all. Uh, so that cafe is probably down like 80, 85%. Uh, we reduced it down to one person. Uh, what's really cool is it's inside of a foot factory and um, they are still uh, in operation making chocolate and they expanded their um, online uh, ordering. So they're constantly there and that brings some people to the cafe as well. Um, so, but it's all curbside. Uh, and the other two uh, cafes are probably dropped down to 25, 30%. Um, okay. uh, and we, Kind of had to be get a little creative, like uh, free coffee with a purchase of a, a retail bag or free coffee with purchase of food, curbside pickup, and um, it's been working out okay. I think there are small communities where uh, people are really in support of uh, local businesses because they know how difficult it is. And our, our goal uh, is mainly to make sure that our staff is taken care of. Uh, we'll worry about the other stuff later. Uh, but as long as we're able to pay that, uh, that that's fine. We've gotten creative of moving staff to, to the different cafes and, and to production because um, all the wholesale is down considerably. Uh, retail is up uh, more than it has in the past because there's a lot of people at home now. So um, we're still yeah. three days a week. And, and, um, yeah, so it's it's okay for now. We'll, we'll see how long um, it'll go. Good. Yeah, it's good to hear. I mean, yeah, I, I, I deal with a lot of coffee roasters and uh, coffee shops. Obviously, it's it's um, it's sad to see what's happening even here in Melbourne. Um, here is still allowed to do takeaways, but a lot of people just rather shut in the doors. So hopefully government will, um, will be able to um, support these businesses as well as the people. But I guess uh, health and not getting sick is the number one victory. So uh, if we are lucky enough to, you know, be able to avoid that, um, you know, obviously my heart goes to, to the super. Yeah, you, you know, you're doing the right thing, looking after your stuff. And, uh, yeah, I've seen another roaster that I work with, and their online sales are, like, through the roof, like 180% up or some crazy numbers. So at least they get a little bit of relief uh, from that. So... Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty good. Um, to lighten up the uh, the the mood, I was just a uh, uh, had to ask question. But um, yeah, I heard that Chemex is your to go to coffee. I heard. <laughs> I've done some homework, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah Chemex is um, my go-to. 
So what's, um, what are you currently enjoying? What's your current uh, cup of coffee that you're enjoying? Like, what, what have you been drinking? Um, I have a bag of uh, Geshe Village uh, wash. Um, and that's what I've been drinking lately. I haven't been drinking a lot of, a lot of coffee. I've uh, been drinking a lot of tea, a lot of hibiscus tea. But, um, yeah, that's my go-to right now. Uh, my wife has a Colombian coffee in her grinder. Um, I, I'm trying to remember where it's from. Um, I think it's from Wheela. Um, she, she loves going uh, South American coffee, so... And I, like Sweet. I mean, her grinder means that you got your own grinder and she got her own grinder? Yeah, I, I use my uh, Kinu hand grinder. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Gotcha, gotcha. I have, I have, I have the, um, what is it, the Breville um, Brewer and Grinder. It's like the SCA um, standard thing, whatever they test they did. Uh, I have that for her, for her setup in the morning, and then I... I do my Chemex and my Ethiopian coffee. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lego My Yego is actually making a joke, uh, oh, yeah. claiming that you've been drinking instant coffee at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. I grabbed a box of instant, and um, it's freaking delicious. I there you go. A video of a latte, ice latte. Um, it, was, it was pretty dope. Yeah, I think there's a lot of noise around instant and uh, pods, obviously, but I think we're going to hear more about it, um, especially with these times. And uh, uh, I saw a video from GB, and she did the whole, uh, you know, the whole Dalgona coffee, but instead of using, like, Nescafe, she used uh, specialty coffee-grade instant coffee. Yeah. And, uh, well, she said it was good, I mean, uh, I guess I'll trust her on that one. But, um, I have to send you some. Uh, sorry? I have to, I'll have to send you some. We make ours. Oh, now. coffee. Yeah, man, anytime. I never ask, but, man, I can't say no to coffee, brother. Um, address. Yeah. All right, all right. We, we, okay, okay. We, we, we can match some. Cool, man. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, <laughs> um, have your kids started drinking coffee? What's that? My kids? Oh, yeah, yeah, do they drink it? It's 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 amazing. Around the age of two, they'll they'll drink it without sugar or cream. Um, and as they get older, they want sugar and cream because my wife drinks it with sugar and cream. So my six year old, he won't drink it without cream and sugar. Uh, my four year old, she won't drink it without cream and sugar. But my two year old, he drinks it black, and he and he wants more and more. Wow, it reminds me. Oh, oh here. I want it black. Hey, Z, what's up? Hello, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> black, but um, yeah, mainly creamy sugar. It reminds me of myself, man. Um, you know, I told you I never drank coffee in Italy. It's because at the age of two, um, I had too much coffee. So what I used to do, I used to sneak out of my bed go to the kitchen, they used to leave the kitchen undone and they used to be left over in the mocha pot, obviously, Italian family. I would pour myself some coffee, drink it, and go to sleep with my parents, in, in, obviously in my parents' bed. And I had too much that I developed a, I started disliking it. Uh, and I was like, nah, 
hate it. So, and that's why I stopped drinking coffee. And um, yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah, interesting on how I started really drinking coffee here in Melbourne. But uh, I'm glad that I did so. So I, I skipped a lot of robusta probably back home. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with robusta. It's just you know the style in Italy. It's a little bit tricky. And I went back on my last trip and. Uh, uh, look, I've seen a few. I've seen a few new um, specialty shops. Uh, they're starting to popping up, especially in Milan area. Um, well, hopefully, they'll recover from what's happening over there. Yeah. Um, I'm actually having. Uh, uh, I'm having actually a few people from Italy um, popping up as well here. So we're gonna have uh, Rubens from Gardelli, uh, Francesco from Dittartigianale. So it's good to see the Italian movement starting as well in terms of coffee and uh, more and more so exciting times for sure um now before we ask people to ask you questions um music is another big passion of yours um uh, how do you get to decide which passion to follow over the other and could you possibly combine the two um so yeah music was has always been a, a big part of my life from from since I was this guy's age, six years old. Uh, my dad was really big into music and my older sister was really big into music. But I was like the first musician, so to speak, just studying like classical music, clarinet, um, bass clarinet, and then into kind of the brass family, the low brass with baritone horns through high school. Uh, it wasn't until college that I discovered like making beats and DJing. Um, and, and that's when I got into like, I guess, my creation um, and just DJing and having my own DJ company for, for a while. Um, music was, was life. That was it. That's all I did. Um, and then in 2003, everything kind of took a turn um, in a different direction. Uh, the band I was in, we, we were, we were doing a lot of, we were touring for a while and uh, Sony music was looking at us. And they liked what they heard and what they saw, but they didn't hear a radio single. So that caused um, me to feel like I was losing creative control of the band. And the more we were in the studio trying to chase what Sony wanted, uh, the less we were what we wanted. And I kind of lost, um, I guess, my drive for, for uh, the music. And I left. And uh, that's when I got into coffee. And in the beginning, it was just just grinding it out, you know, just coffee in the morning. I DJ at night. Man, I had one of the craziest schedules. It was like I would get up at 530 in the morning to go bike to, to campus and open a cafe, which was awesome. And then I'd stay there until like one or two, bike home, crash, wake up, eat dinner, get my gear, go to the club, DJ till 3 in the morning, get home at 4 a.m., take a nap, get up at 5.30, bike to the cafe, open it up. Wow. <laughs> that cycle for, like, uh, two years. Damn, that's <laughs> mad. I was like finding it. it. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I DJed, uh, uh, it was Thursday through Tuesday, and then I had a couple of nights off. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, that was the cycle. It was, it was awesome. Um, and then, 
so when I got to counterculture, um, it was a lot more demanding and I wanted to learn more. This is a point where I was trying to learn more about the competition, uh, becoming a better barista, uh, and then transitioning into becoming a coffee professional. So how much of the industry can I learn um, that I can achieve this goal in coffee? Um, and that meant letting go of the music um, on, on the more professional level, like hitting the clubs, uh, the bars, and different events. Um, I just couldn't do it anymore because that, that cycle when I was working in the cafe, that took a lot. <laughs> Bro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like conditioning, because I mean, that was like, you know, morning to afternoon, but uh, in the cafe, but at Counterculture, it was like morning to evening. Uh, and, and sometimes when the, the orders came in, we were there till like eight or nine at night, you know? So I couldn't <sighs> do that, that DJ thing if I wanted to focus more on coffee. Um, nah, so it was more of a transition. And it wasn't like a sad transition. It was actually kind of cool because now I had my Fridays and, and Saturday nights to go out with um, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. Um, and we did more traveling and it, it was it was awesome. Um, so coffee became the passion and I I pursued it as I pursued music. And I felt like I had more creative control of my career in coffee, uh, which I lost in, in music. Gotcha, man. That's super insightful sometimes. Oh, but your, your last part of the question, can they be mixed together? Yes. And that's what I've actually have done because I, I, I DJed at um, the WBC after party in Amsterdam. Um, the WBC after party in Boston. Uh, no shit. DJ the party um, during London Coffee Festival in London. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool, man. And I, uh, I, well, um, actually, I was there's a in Melbourne too, man. Because I wanted. To I, well, this year, I know. <laughs> uh, we'll see. It's all right. Oh, look, safety first. I mean, I doubt that we. Yeah. They're talking about 2021 in terms of reopening the borders for tourist purpose, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, I'm, I caught a question from Joe Cap, and uh, I'm not sure if it's a question or suggestion, but yes, live stream soon, Lamb. I'm not sure if he wants a live stream of you DJing. Oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but there's something coming. Uh, 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 <laughs> um, New York Teeth saying, what's up, Lamb, oh, with yeah, the yeah. muscle and heart. <laughs> hey, New York Teeth. Um, yeah, if anyone has any questions, just uh, send them through. Happy to read them through it uh, as we talk. Uh, Joe Cap say, DJ for sure. Yeah, yeah I think I'm... Yeah. <laughs> and that's, my whole, um, that's where I'm going as well in terms of... Um, I have a concept around uh, fixation uh, in terms of, I think a passion becomes uh, like your fixation, you know, uh, may he rest in peace, but you know, you can safely say Kobe's fixation was basketball, ball game, um, you know, uh, you, you name it. And, and obviously your, your fixation, your passion is coffee and uh, a little turn, uh, you know, meeting the right person at the right time got you where you are now and uh, you found a different passion and, with more purpose because you lost that little, uh, I guess, 
from what I gather, you lost a little bit the magical, the honeymoon period with the music as far as the professional. And, and that's okay, because look where you are now. And uh, look, you know, happiness, man. That's all it's all about, man. Doing what you're doing, then you have to find, you know, something else. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And, 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 and you know what? You probably much rather uh, DJing live streams uh, or on house party, on Zoom, or Skype, or for five people, but having a cracking time, like yeah. just having fun, than DJing for 500 people, uh, but then you got all these things that you don't like. So you rather keep that passion your way and, uh, and just, yeah, humble mode. And then you just, uh, yeah, here it is. How in the WF Kaniac, how important was music during your round to the World Barista Championship? That's a question. Thanks for the question, by the way. Um, music was huge in um, my, my competition because I felt like this was your 15 minutes to create, you know? Uh, of course, yeah, you have to follow the protocol and, and serve 12 drinks. Uh, in their format but you can be creative in that and a lot of that is like hitting all the senses you know sight smell taste and how you're hearing what are you hearing um so music was huge uh my my, my playlist would always been developed while i practice i would have like uh or i hear a song and i put it on the competition playlist and it'd be like maybe 50 songs and and i would just like do run through 15 minute run throughs with this you know huge playlist playing and whatever song felt like it fit with cappuccinos or felt like it fit with espresso then i would pull the a playlist for uh the actual presentation um so music was was really huge for me um, yeah and it got you into your element state i suppose you were in your element with the music. What's that? Uh, I said, um, I guess you were then in your element in the zone uh, yeah. with the right music. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, then we got a little comment from, uh, it's not a question, but Wacky, Wacky's Tulip. Oh, I like the, I like the username. Um, you never lose, you rather gain new talents, ideas, and professions. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much a recap of what what happens. Um, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good comment for sure. Um, yeah, I liked I liked your music when I rewatched the the routine, and uh, I think it was just going along with with your flow. And um, yeah, no, I really really appreciate that. Uh, it's still available on YouTube. Uh, bless yeah. bless <laughs> bless technology. Uh, Kaivan Kaivan. Oh, Schwartz. Hey, that's it. First black and white. There we go. There we go. Sorry, I missed that, mate. Uh, Kayvon, he works at black and white. Ah, gotcha. What does he do? Uh, he's one of the baristas. Nice. Nice. Good to see people showing you love here as well. You know, and, yeah, so, uh, uh, like, uh, big uh, fan for you. Tanith popped up. Tanith, she uh, uh, foraged the um, magnolia flower simple syrup 
for me for my secret for WWE. Yeah, and yeah, and nationals as well. Wow, that's yeah. I, I found it yeah quite quite interesting. And again, it was painful to watch because it was great, it was beautiful, but. I was just dying for a coffee, and all I had was my Arab. <laughs> so I was like listening to your description and your tasting notes, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" But yeah, yeah. drinks, man. Yeah, but cr- crazy drinks. Um, the lemongrass. Yeah, and no, I was it was good. Um, Long Beach Coffee Club is in Slane High. Um, but um, yeah, if you guys have any other questions, cause I don't want to hold you too long because I don't know what time is there. Uh, and I don't want to hold you too long for your from your family, man. Like anytime you gotta hit the road, just just you know, give us a sign, give us a signal. <laughs> well, if anyone has any questions, yeah, we'll see if something pops up. Um, otherwise, so well, while we wait for any questions, uh, I guess what's what's next for you? I mean, let's put COVID nineteen on the side. What's what's in your bucket on? Uh, on what's what's next on the Lambs planet? Oh, here's a here's a question, and after we can answer that, any interesting collaborations in the works? Well, probably there's probably some secret collaborations, so you might not be able to reveal that. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- there's a few things coming, um, definitely. Good. <laughs> and Chef's Wild is saying BNW, obviously black and white coffee is the best coffee. Chef's yeah. Wild. Showing the love. Thanks, Tanner. <laughs> um, so what's next in the Lamb's Planet? What's next? Uh, continue to grow grow the company. Uh, we've got some great coffees coming out soon. Uh, once we get past this, uh, this pandemic situation, uh, we'll, we'll start getting back out and, and seeing more farmers and establishing more direct relationships that's one of the goals is to be um, as direct as possible as we grow we want to be able to purchase uh, not just the top uh, best coffees a farmer or a co-op has to offer but everything that 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 um, co-op has to offer that farmer has to offer we can find a place for it Um, so that's that's one of our goals now Um, and, and maybe open a couple more cafes we'll see Good. Um, yeah, man, that sounds sounds like sounds like a plan. I think it's super important to have the relationship with the farmers. I was lucky to work for a coffee roaster, and I saw the development of relationships with obviously, uh, yeah, farmers and origins. Super huge, hundred um, percent. Look, we got two more. Bean Queen is saying hi to you. Uh, and then we go let's grab this is the last question and then we'll close it for you because it's night time not sure if this question is good for right now but I'm curious any thoughts on how the next competition season might go considering how things are now wow that's uh, yeah let's let's see Uh, well I mean they haven't put off um the qualifiers, no, no, the preliminary round. The preliminary round is scheduled for August, so it's still a little ways out. I think that should still happen, um, and if it does, then everything will be fine. Um, I think I'm more concerned about uh, what's going to happen with WBC 
uh, whether that's going to be um, happening in, was it, were they saying November or October, November? Yeah, it was I think 21st of October or November. Yeah, but yeah, down down the end of the year. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's the one to, to look out for. That one in um, Poland, um, if, if those are going to happen or not. Um, but yeah, if everything you know gets back to normal soon, um, qualifier uh, prelims will be in in August here in the U.S. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I'm not sure about what's going to happen. Perhaps, uh, yeah, it will be, be definitely different even in terms of um, uh, just to, I guess, uh, fill in your, your answer. We might be able to see maybe some distancings between the judges and some more, a different, a different setup, I suppose. Like instead of judges sitting next to each other, there might be, I don't know, a little bit further because I think we won't be able to get back to uh, normal uh, right away. So I think yeah. that, that could be something. Um, I wonder, and that would be cool, I mean, especially Coffee Association, if you're listening, this could be a good jam. Uh, I think they could still save the competition for the competitors and maybe live stream it uh, to be available to the public. I know they would lose revenue in terms of tickets, I get that, but in terms of safety, if they can't make it, then they might be able to do a virtual, maybe a virtual stream or WBC. I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, throwing an idea into into the wild because at the moment it's just all over the place, and, uh, and it mean, might be. Different. We don't we don't know like how how uh, relaxed borders will be. Um, I mean, the U.S. has uh, some of the largest uh, uh, rates of death. Here in the U.S., um, I mean, we might not be let into other countries for a long time, you know. Uh, yeah. So, and and I feel like a lot. I mean, we're we're pretty divided in the U.S. as it is on issues, and this is a, a big one. I feel there's a, a large group of people who aren't taking it as serious as they should at the moment, um, and some people are. Um, so I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how things shape up once uh, borders start opening back up and uh, who is restricted and who is not. Um, of course. And I, I feel like uh, a lot of places will restrict Americans from, from travel. Well, I guess watch this space. We'll see what happens next. Like my grandpa says, we'll see it. Uh, but yeah, man, um, Lam, such a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for uh, giving giving up a little bit of your time, uh, evening time, and um, and uh, yeah, uh, WF Kenyak saying I only got one bottle of exquisite extraction. Will there be more, please? <laughs> what? I, I, I'm not sure, man. I only got one bottle of exquisite extraction. I don't know what that is. What is that? Maybe it's the magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, um, thanks for popping in. I uh, hope to have you in the future. Maybe we can meet uh, real life, real time one day. And uh, yeah, such an honor, man. Uh, if there's anything that you think you've left off the table and you want to share, please go ahead. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks for coming by. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Peace, everybody. My man. All right. Yeah.
Yeah, so there you have it. Um, yeah, I'm so I'm feeling so grateful to have and to have had the chance to uh, meet virtually and talk to Lam. Um, uh, yeah, I just gonna get a lot. I got a lot out of it on a personal level. So I hope that the people watching got something out of it too. Um, I think it's just so important to remind ourselves to be happy, uh, be ourselves was the major topic of yesterday uh, with um, Lambie. Uh, she's going to come back on Tuesday, by the way, because uh, the video was frozen. So we're going to do another live stream with uh, Jesse, Jessica Lambie next week, Tuesday. Um, tomorrow we got GB Little and Friday we got Caleb, Ch Caleb Tiger. So uh, stay tuned and turn on your notifications. So there's going to be more more of these episodes coming. And what I want is just every time to have a message, a meaning, a meaningful uh, way to actually get a message from these amazing people. So um, Lem's message was pretty clear. Uh, follow your passion, uh, be yourself, be humble, uh, and just keep, keep going at it uh, the way that he you know, discovered coffee and the stories he shared was just amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling very grateful um, to have been able to do so. Um, Kaven, cheers, cheers to you, man. W Kenyx, sorry, founder sour. Uh, I'll ask him in the DMs, or you can ask him in the DMs. Uh, we missed that. Cooler uh, sixty nine, how could you talk about filter coffee? Um, what do you want to know? I mean. Filter coffee is what I brew at home. I personally don't have any uh, toys to do espresso. And with the lockdown, I've been drinking uh, only filter. At the moment, just AeroPress. Um, but filter, well, it's the OG drink, if you think about it, with coffee. Um, um, oh, I got you, WF Kenyak. I'll, I'll follow that up for you, my man. Um, filter is the actual OG coffee drink because it was just hot water and coffee and that's how they cut coffee uh, at farms so you get a lot out of it uh, it's a different experience um, but I think coffee is beautiful where there's no judgment um, because you know what I don't care whether you drink a latte or a flat white or a Dalgona coffee. It's about the experience that we have with the persons that we drink it with. Um, and if you drink a geisha filter coffee, well, that's still good. Well, that's really good in my opinion. Um, will you be posting this after it's done? Yes, Jasmine, um, I'll be posting this always. Um, the intention and the idea is to start a podcast, Coffee with Mirko, and... Um, just, you know, it's going to get better and better and better. My format, my questions, I'm still a newbie at this. Uh, internet connection is a beautiful problem at the moment because a lot of people that I talk to, they have poor internet connections because everybody's on Instagram lives. Uh, there's a 27 seconds remaining for this hour. Uh, Cooley 69, very quickly, and we can wrap it up. Um, difference between V16 Camex? Well, the major difference is the server, really. Um, that's that's probably uh, and the filter that goes with it. That's the main difference. But right? it's all about the coffee you put in. 
Um, yeah, I've got seven seconds remaining. Thank you very much for tuning in and I'll see you tomorrow and the next day. Peace.